Hello. Hey, sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, I was trying to say like a confirmation, but I couldn't because every time I put my finger near the top of my phone, the like camera would be like, "Oh, you're putting it up to your ears." I'm gonna turn off the screen. It would so I couldn't Got like you. Un unmute. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to try and do the bingo. I want <laughs> do the bingo. I I I want to say something to you that today really like and this is between us. Um, mm -hmm. I commend you for functioning during your depression. I commend you for having ideations and never going through with it. I commend you for being stronger than most people. Like, and I and I'm, and like, I don't know how you do it. Um, but like, I've just had like a hard few days because I can't figure something out, and so mm -hmm. I am extremely impressed by the fact that you don't ever give up. Thank you. I really appreciate that, and that really helps. Well, that wasn't my goal. Just to tell, I just like telling the truth. Either way, <laughs> this show is gonna be a shit show. I bet you. <laughs> I downloaded the bingo. I can't find it in my gallery though. Does it did it make its own gallery? Oh, here I it saw, is. I saw that um I got a limit a screenshot of one. Yeah. My only problem is I can't play the Sims. No. And I was in the middle of like a big renovation. You know the Sims got strip clubs now? I didn't know that. They do. Yeah. Well, let me let me let me start over. Let me start over. The Sims has mods that I have just discovered, and they nasty. <laughs> you mean Wicked Sims? Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't even played that, and I know about it. I didn't learn about it until Megan told me about it, and I I didn't have time to like really get into it. But now I like I have a few minutes and I'm like, whoa, game changed. Mind blown. Like it just takes the game and makes it even more realistic, which is crazy. I have to wonder. Or just I feel like this is almost a paradox. I have to wonder if we're not Sims ourselves just playing Sims. I mean, that's possible. It's totally possible. I don't know. I try not to think about that shit. <laughs> I I currently don't think about that kind of stuff either because if this isn't real, but this is the hellhole we got, fuck everybody. I mean, like, <laughs> you yeah, know respectfully. Like, you know, not dis. I mean, disrespectfully. <laughs> this, this, like, so my understanding, I'm just learning more about the Matrix. And my understanding of the Matrix is these individuals um, did the... Okay, let me start over. I want to make sure I say this correctly. These humans did dumb shit. Nope, I lost it. Never mind, forget it. It's humans okay. could not accept a utopia, so the robots right. had to make it shitty. That Okay, that's the part I'm talking about. So you already knew where I was stuck at. Yeah. 
what the fuck, human? Here's the thing, though. Like, I don't agree with that. When people are like, oh, if we had no hardship, then everything would be boring. Fuck it. I want it to be boring. No, no. Because there's no such thing as the boring. But the problem is the concept of the Matrix. In the Matrix, they, they, the claim was they made it very nice for us, but humans couldn't handle it. I mean... We start to question reality or something. I think it's what they were saying. The thing about the Matrix, well, at least my perspective of the Matrix anyway, because I just finished watching the whole series again, is that it's more that your, your, your consciousness knows that you're not in something real. It, you're in something that's fabricated because of the way everything happens to you, almost like being on a bad trip. So you know that there's something up but uh, the cornerstone to me for the matrix is more about uh making your own choices why do, like so being I, think I think i'm gonna send you this thing i saw about it and that might help because help help you understand what i'm talking about because they if these people were queer and transgender why did they make the hero why did they make the oppressor God? What do you I mean? They made the oppressor machines, AI. It was like us doing it to ourselves. But that's the thing. I don't think so. I think Neo was the oppressor. I have not seen this film, but as far as I'm aware, I they didn't... I mean, the makers of the film did not come out as trans. They, until after oh yeah well i mean that's, that's like that i don't know that someone not coming out as something is an indication that they're not the thing right i know i know i'm not saying that they aren't trans i'm saying that maybe they didn't know that they were trans and that was part of them exploring it but then again a lot of people realize they're trans and then wait a long time to come out so i don't know i'm just um, providing more information what i was gonna say because I think the highlight of it for me, the reason why I can't really see Neo as necessarily a a, a god figure. I'm gonna put the, it. I mean, he has they they technically make him a martyr of sorts. Uh, the the way that it's written is that they make him a martyr, but the part that I was looking at, I'm gonna watch that TikTok. I just but, yeah, I think that's what. Because that's what made me, and I might be saying it wrong, but like I didn't have all those details. But now, right? I in watching the movie, like the the most critical thing for me is is what uh, it's it's what Neo's being told more so than him as a character because he doesn't figure out his ability for anything until this child basically tells him that the way that you start recognizing that this world is fabricated is remembering that there is no spoon. Like you can do whatever you want. There is no spoon. Nothing is really anything. You can make it whatever you want to make it. And that's the problem. <laughs> because I don't know. I, uh, 
I'm just that saying. should be true. At least from where I'm standing, that should be true for every person. Every person looking at what's in front of them. The people who are taking advantage of it right now are 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 fascists and rich people because they know that there's no spoon and they can do whatever the f they want <clears throat> at the detriment of whomever. Time out. I just want to make sure. Can you guys see my computer screen? Like you see Fox News? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, wait, but OBS is going to fuck me on that. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, I can keep playing The Sims, but I can't. OBS is going to fuck me on that because it shows my whole desktop. Which is fine. I need to be paying attention completely, not using something to psych myself out. Kodiak, I didn't send you the link because I didn't know since you haven't seen the show if you are okay with spoilers. Um, for the movie, yeah. Uh, that's why I'm probably not going to watch it for a long time. I'm just explaining why you didn't receive the link and giving you the ability to say, "Hey, I want to make the conscious choice to watch it or not." Does that make sense? I'm trying to say. Yeah, I don't really care about spoilers, so I mean, I don't. I also don't care enough to change tabs on my phone either so i guess at ease okay i think <laughs> yeah okay i think i got it <laughs> i'm just sitting here mm-hmm. i started watching disjointed again i haven't seen it in a long time and i just that show is so out of pocket disjointed what was that about it's about a dispensary run by an old... Oh, that show. Woman. I could not get into that show. I just could not find it funny. Is it it fun- is a little cheesy. It's it's funny to me because I have a really eclectic sense of humor, but it's definitely not, like, witty. Okay, like, it's just... It's something to watch. You know? I got no problem with noise in the background. I watch anime on purpose. Mm-hmm. Damn, I got no good bartenders. That sucks. It's eight fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. I guess. Do you know where your kids are? I don't have children. I That's true. Yeah. I was about to be like, when the fuck did Jasmine have children? No, there's there. I've been watching like retro um commercials, and what I was like. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Yeah. I It makes me laugh that there are people who, like, and it's not even in, like, a judgy sense. It's, like, in a confused sense. People who just let their kids wander around. And I'm like, my anxiety could never, which is why I probably shouldn't be a parent, which is why I'm not going to be a parent. But, like, also... My anxiety could never. So I just watched that TikTok. Sorry, I just like popped. You're good. <laughs> um, but I yeah, I did just watch that video. And that's actually one of my favorite creators. So and I totally get the angle that they're coming from. <laughs> I guess the thing is is that there's more than one movie. And in each of the movies, especially the new movie, the new movie at the end. Um, when Neo comes back again, um, it is like they did 
end up what what he ended up doing did result in them actually like collaborating with each other. So hmm. yeah, I... like because because when Neo when Neo had gone to to fight the whatever to to fight the machines which he wasn't really fighting them that's like an unfair statement the bull but and uh he finds out that he can actually he has some sort of manipulation with the machines but there's a code in the matrix that essentially went rogue um and it's it's also destroying the machines so they're like the machines also made a code that's meant to like essentially they're agents they're these little agents that are meant to basically you gotta get there faster come on get to me right they they try to keep the people in order the agents are codes that try to keep the people in order right and if you get past the agents that try to keep the people in order there was a one agent that went rogue that's not just trying to keep the people in order but he's trying to take over the whole matrix and neo is basically like you need my help and i need your help because you we we need peace over here and and y'all need some help inside your matrix because y'all are getting fucked up because of this one thing that decided to become a virus and y'all need to recode him so this is kind of how we do it (laughs) is that little key maker dude running across i don't know the whole point was i could add later because of what i you know what i'm saying i'm just staring all right, I got to bring up the OBS. Thanks, everyone. Early. Final countdown. So just to make it clear to everybody, we are going to be blind reacting to this live stream debate. We are going to have, when they say something, I want, and you have a reaction to it, have your reaction. Be real people. I don't have a lot of ground rules for today. Uh, when they do the little commercial breaks, we'll mute them, and then we'll have our own discussion about it. But be yourself. Be wild. Be free. Share share Twitch. I'll tell people we're going to go live because this should be interesting. And I say this as someone that needs to prep for a debate. So I am watching all of these, trying to figure out how I want to show up in the world. This is taking place at Ronald Reagan's library. Bim, bim, bim. Thank you, Travis. Simi Valley stands a monument to one of the most beloved leaders in our nation's history, Ronald Reagan, the Gipper, the great communicator, America's 40th commander-in-chief. He railed against big government. <laughs> the 
nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And sought peace through strength. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Forty years after Reagan's landslide re-election, the Republican Party faces critical questions. What does it mean to be a conservative? We fight for the truth. We are not going to worry about what the left and the media say about us. What is the key to a thriving economy? It's innovation, not regulation. America can do for anyone what she's done for me. We will stop the spending. We will stop the borrowing. We will stop the earmarks. What is America's role in the world? We need to build a military fitted to the widening challenges in an ever more dangerous world. Sometimes you avoid war by showing you tough. And the country faces even more challenges. Would Reagan even recognize the country in which we now live? Tonight, candidates seeking the Republican nomination converge in California to chart a new path for the grand old party. Now is the time for choosing. Damn. They really put their whole repub pussy in there. <laughs> in California, we're inside the spectacular Air Force One pavilion where the stage is set for a showdown. That's a nice jet. I'm Stuart Varney. Damn, Damn that is that is a jet. And I am thrilled to be sitting alongside my co-host. <laughs> like you're going to need to be inside a jet. I know, in front of a jet. Right. They spared no expenses. Good evening. They're compensating. Thank you, thank you Stuart. Oh, yeah. President Reagan famously described America as a shining city on a hill. Oh, yeah. And tonight, seven candidates will oh. make the case they a token should be award. the one I gotta to lead that city a token to a brighter oh, tomorrow. <laughs> but first, they have to convince you, the voter. Please allow me to welcome our Spanish-speaking audience. Muy buenas noches a todos. Desde la Biblioteca Presidencial Ronald Reagan, los precandidatos republicanos también buscan su voto para las primarias del partido. Bienvenidos. And good evening. So, let's meet the candidates who have qualified and chosen to be on this stage tonight. They are positioned by the order they rank in the polls with the highest polling candidate in the middle. Standing center stage, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Oh, that's a bad smile. That's kind of that is the best. Ooh. There's that guy. Yeah. Nikki Haley prepared by listening to um, music, so I'm curious if she's going to drop any beats. Drop, you know, like reference any lyrics or something. <laughs> That's what I'm listening for tonight. Ew. Does he dye his hair extra white? I feel like he does, honestly. Because Some that's people like do that. vibrant white. You know what? Good for him. I don't care. One minute to answer and 30 seconds to respond if singled out. When their <gasps> time runs out, we'll all hear this. We have a lot of ground to cover, so please keep it civilized. Let's get going. <laughs> we are this in a spacious, sunny place tonight designed to reflect the very nature and character of Ronald Reagan. It's a place that makes you proud to be an American. 
Yet today our nation is drowning in division and incivility. Voters say they dread the 2024 election and find politics exhausting. Two in three Americans think the country is on the wrong track. And three in four say they, the economy is not in good shape. Prices okay, so are up 18% since 2020. More than half of the U.S. population has little access to childcare. 85% of Americans say their personal finances are a source of stress. Americans want to believe a leader who says, you can follow me, I've got you, don't worry. President Biden is trying to do that with Bidenomics. And yesterday, he joined the picket lines where auto workers are demanding more wages and job security. Senator Scott, you recently reacted by praising Ronald Reagan for firing air traffic controllers in the 1980s. It's saying, you strike, you're fired. Would you fire mm. thousands of striking auto workers today, Senator? Obviously, the President of the United States cannot fire anybody in the private sector. However, we should look back at the first bill in Congress under Pro Joe Biden. The first bill had $86 billion for the union pensions because they continue to overpromise yet underdeliver. One of the challenges that we have in the current negotiations is that they want four-day French work weeks, but more money. They want more benefits, working fewer hours. That is simply not going to stand. I sat in a finance committee hearing when a widow came before the committee who's promised pensions from, from the unions, $4,000 a month. Unfortunately, it had been cut to $1,000 a month. We must make sure that we honor the commitments that we make, and one of the ways that we do that, do not overpromise and then underdeliver and leave the taxpayers on the hook. I'll say this, Joe Biden should not be on the picket line. He should be on the southern border working to close our southern border because it is unsafe, wide open, and insecure, leading to the deaths of 70,000 Americans in the last 12 months. What? It is devastating. Wait, wait. Every county in America is now a border county because fentanyl has devastated Americans. Mm. And okay, so this is about unions. Also say yes. Million and not, then it was borders. It's, it's, it's taking a trip. It really is. Yeah. Title 42. The one thing he should do <laughs> is that the wall, the wall, reinstate Title 42 and get the job done. <laughs> You, that we are going to have a lot of questions on the border and immigration, but in the meantime, me too, Bessie. And, <laughs> and especially want to talk about this strike for just a moment more. Mr. Ramaswamy, you've said you really empathize with the strikers. You're standing next to Senator Scott. Do you agree with what he said, or do you think he's wrong? I agree with some of what he said, for sure. I like the spirit of it. I'll say that I don't have a lot of patience for the union bosses. I think that's where he and I actually have a common view. Really? I do have a lot of sympathy for the workers, however. People are going through real hardship in this country. I've been through hardship growing up. My father stared down layoffs at GE under Jack Welch's tenure at the GE plant in Evendale, Ohio. My mom had to work overtime in nursing homes in Southwest Ohio to make ends meet and pay off our home loan. So I understand that hardship is not a choice, but victimhood is a choice. And we choose to be victorious oh! in the United Whoa! States of America. But not the victim blaming. 
I would say go pick it in front of the White House in Washington, D.C. That's really where the protest needs to be. Disastrous economic policies that have driven up prices, that have driven up interest rates and mortgage rates. At the same time, wages remaining stagnant. What we need is to deliver economic growth in this country. Will they I raise like the minimum wage? Drill. Embrace nuclear yeah. energy. Put people back to work by no longer people? paying them more money to stay at home. Stabilize Who the is getting paid to stay home? And rescind me. a majority well, of yeah, those There were COVID checks that came in in 2020. I think that that's the reference to it. Economy. I don't know. That is how we unleash American exceptionalism. And that's not a Democratic vision or a Republican vision. That is an American vision that we embrace economic growth. And capitalism is still the best system known to man <gasps> to lift us up from Wow. He said it. He said the C word. He said the C word. Moon to man. How's Rome looking for you? Together, of General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis make 336 times the number of rank and the uh, member number of rank and file workers. That's just part of a, work, a wider income inequality trend in the country. The richest one percent now controls one fifth of all income. Vice President Pence, last week you said you side with American workers, but you also support how these companies operate. Which is it? Well, thank you for the question. I want to thank uh, Univision and Fox Business for assembling such a wonderful forum. Look, I do disagree with something Tim Scott just said. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. Oh. I'm from the second leading manufacturing state in the country. I, I feel like Tim Scott just whispered, your zinger didn't land, my man. We brought 12,000 factories oh, that would be a to good, America during our administration. I, I know something good line. about manufacturing. And I got to tell you, while, uh, while the union bosses are talking about class warfare and talking about disparity in wages, I, I have to tell you, I really believe what's driving that is that Bidenomics has failed. Wages are not keeping up with inflation. Auto workers and all American workers are feeling it. And families are struggling in this economy. And Joe Biden's Green New Deal agenda is good for Beijing and bad for Detroit. We ought to repeal the Green New Deal, get rid of the mandates and subsidies that are driving American gasoline automotive manufacturing into the graveyard. And beyond that also, uh, as President of the United States, I'll be standing with workers all across America America, and I'll be standing for the right to work of every American to join a union or not join a union as they decide. Senator Scott, you yes. mentioned, will you care to respond? Joe Biden needs to be fired. That's why I'm running for president. I look forward to being the next president of the United States. I will also say, I know America can do for anyone what she's done for me. It's why we're focusing on restoring hope creating opportunities and protecting the America we all love. Growing up in a single parent household, I wondered if the American dream would work for a kid in the inner city. I've got good news for every single child, whether you're in the inner cities of Chicago or the rural parts of Iowa. America and the dream, it is alive, it is well, and it is healthy. God oh, bless God. these United States of America. Oh, not that I did it, so you can do it too. Biden showed up on that line, but why are those workers actually there? 
But you have because of all the, the spending that, that he has pushed that's through that's in the economy it. that's raised the inflation. So when you look at the fact that we are paying higher gas prices, higher grocery prices, $7,000 more a year for families, what we need to do is I came out with an economic plan eliminate the gas and diesel tax so that they have more money in their pocket. Let's focus on on going after middle America and cutting taxes for middle America and collapsing those brackets. Let's get rid of unfair distortions like the state and local tax that they give to wealthy people in, in blue states and not and paid by red states. And let's make sure we paid make by the red small state. business taxes permanent. Red they, states they are well, I don't, temporary. They first made the of all, she's the only one on that stage actually let's making any sense in answering so far. In the pockets of but she lied. That's when we'll be able to do I mean, she lied, like this, yes, but that, that's not the point. Like At least she's answering the question. Yeah. Nikki Haley states fund Right. Right. We know that. But the crowd does. Joe Biden's interference with capital you listen to Fox News. You won't markets. know that. The subsidies. We're subsidizing the automakers and we're subsidizing the cars and a particular kind of car, not every car. We're particularly we're subsidizing electric vehicles. And when you decide <gasps> that we're going to take oh, all no. your taxpayer monies, take a billion dollars, subsidize a certain type of vehicle, and the batteries come from China. China controls 85% of the rare earth minerals. They're called rare earth because they're measured in parts per million. China is moving 100,000 pounds of earth in Indonesia, in Africa. They're literally destroying the planet so that we can make and make a battery that's in a car subsidized here. That's why they're striking because they need two thirds less workers to build an electric car. Joe Biden, this strike is at Joe Biden's feet. They need an electric car. Like, bro. The follow question to Governor Christie. The government will shut down if Congress does not reach a deal by the end of this week. Vice President Pence warns that politics of, quote, Trump's populist protégés, like Mr. Ramaswamy, are a road to ruin for the GOP. If the government shuts down, should voters blame populist Republicans? Voters should blame everybody who's in Washington, D.C. They get sent down there to do the job, and they've been failing at doing the job for a very long time. And let's be honest about this with the voters. You know, during the Trump administration, they added $7 trillion, $7 trillion in national debt. And now the Biden administration has put another $5 trillion on and counting. They have failed and they're in the spot they're in now because none of them are willing to tell the truth. None of them are willing to take on the difficult issues. They just want to keep kicking the can down the road. And the inflation that Nikki spoke about is absolutely right and it's caused by government spending. And that's why people all across this country are suffering tonight. And yet we don't get any answers because Joe Biden hides in his basement and won't answer as to why he's raising the debt the way he's done. And Donald his Trump basement? hides behind the walls Engagement, of his golf yeah. clubs and oh. to answer questions like all the rest of us are up here to answer. He put seven trillion <laughs> on the debt. He should be in this room to answer those questions for the people you talk about who are Can suffering. And if the government and if okay. the government closes, and if the government Shade closes, thrown. it's the no blame of everyone. <laughs> In Washington, D.C., who has failed to do their job and just plays to the grandstand. Everyone's talking at once. That's nice. 
Kind of like this Twitch stream. Washington are yes. shutting down the American dream with their reckless behavior. They borrowed, they printed, they spent, and now you're paying more for everything. They are the reason for that. They have shut down our national sovereignty by allowing our border to be wide open. So please spare me uh, the crocodile tears for these people. They need to change what's going on. And where's Joe Biden? He's completely missing in action from leadership. And you know who else is missing in action? Never in his Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you. Let's all roast Donald Trump. His record. Yeah. He's beating them by 20 points. I can tell you this as governor of Florida, we cut taxes, we ran surpluses, we've paid down over 25% of our state debt, and I vetoed wasteful spending when it came to my desk. And as your president, when they send me a bloating spending bill that's going to cause your prices to go up, I'm going to take out this veto pen and I'm going to send it right back to them. Ilya, you mentioned me in the question. I just want to address the question that is on the veto pen. moms and dads and Americans, and I know that you've been thinking about it because child care costs, they are up. They're topping $10,000 per month. Some families are spending like up to half of their income about on child care. The and they're having to decide, is it worth it for me to work or does it not make sense for me financially? In three days, the billions of dollars in pandemic era funding is going to end and 70,000 daycares could close. So you had an effort to broaden eligibility for childcare assistance that fell apart last year. And for the moms and dads out there who are worried, what can you tell them if you weren't able to get it through the Congress, how could you do it as president? Certainly one of the things I did as a member of the Congress was to make sure that we protected the Head Start programs around the country, giving people the it opportunity to pick and choose Live. the place that they send their children. The challenges that we see today under the Biden administration is that the cost for daycare has gone over $15,000 per child. In the Build Back Broker plan, he called it a Build Back Better plan, it was going up to $29,000. The way we fix that problem is to make sure that we actually cut taxes and give more Americans their money back. When I helped write the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, we actually lowered a single mother's taxes by 70% on the federal level, for dual income households by 60%. Then we went a step further. We doubled the child tax credit and made it refundable. By doing that, more parents had more resources to make the decisions how to take care of their family. The one thing we should do is let the American people keep their money. When that happens, the greatest opportunities rise from the ashes. Okay, here's the catch, y'all. But you have to have this money to keep it. Good <laughs> point. Is unhelpful in our party. The real divide is not between the Republicans on this stage. And in the Reagan Library, I want to say these are good people on this stage. <laughs> the real divide is between the majority of us in this country who love the United States of America and share our founding ideals free speech, meritocracy, okay. the idea you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character, and the fringe minority in the Democrat Party that has a chokehold over that party. That's the real divide. Right. So this populist versus classical debate is artificial. Ilya? We need to unite this party. Why can't we all just get along? I can't wait for the kumbaya session. <laughs>
He had to do that because he got just like that guy. He has to come off softer. He has to come off like he gets along with the public. We knew that the cut was coming. We knew that there was going to be millions of people without it. And so guess what? We planned. Okay. We passed legislation because child care is... We will get you some questions, but you're going to have to let us move on. We are going to the border next. So why don't they just turn off their mics? In 1984, President Ronald Reagan said the following idea of amnesty for those who have put down roots and who have lived here even though sometime back uh, they they may have entered illegally two years later president reagan granted amnesty to nearly three million immigrants something no democrat or republican president has done since governor christie as governor of a non-border state in 2010 you supported a path to citizenship but when you ran for president in 2016, you flipped, saying immigrants should be tracked like FedEx packages. Where do you stand now on a path to citizenship for 11 million of undocumented immigrants? Well, the problem is that since no one has done anything since we first had this discussion 13 years ago, we're not in a position to be able to do any of that anymore. What we have to do now yeah. is first treat this like the law enforcement problem it is. Our laws are being broken every day at the southern border, every day. Uh, and Joe Biden and his crew is doing nothing about enforcing that law. They are letting it go. And by the way, they announced during the presidential just, race. Just more police. That'll solve the problem, and right? We need of course. To have a uh, who acts like I did as governor. Enforce down bridges. the law first and foremost and so that means what we'll do on day one is sign an executive order to send the national guard to partner with customs and border patrol to make sure that we stop the flow of fentanyl over the border the national but guard. Fentanyl sure again. we send a much different message we want you here in this country to fill the six million vacant jobs we have, but only if you come here only to follow come the here law to work and for only us. if you Don't come here legally. If you come here illegally, we will apprehend you and we will send you back across the border from which you came. And the fact is that until we set a law and order agenda in this country, not only now, but in the future, we won't, we won't be able to continue this. And I'll look, I'll tell you this, Donald Trump failed on this as well. He said he was gonna build a wall across the whole border. He built 52 miles of wall and said Mexico would pay for it. Guess what? I think if Mexico knew that he was only going to build 52 miles, they might have paid for the 52 miles. Thank That's almost funny. Most illegal immigrants are coming from countries to the border. You've seen the Fox News drone. It's captured the steady stream of people coming into the country on a daily basis. In fact, I think believe we have a live picture of it tonight. That is happening right now, live. In the last decade, the U.S. has spent nearly $55 billion to address the root causes of migration. But crime oh, no, they're getting on the exist, And the number of migrants what? is only growing. Are we wasting our money? That's what happens what? How many when people? Joe Biden waved the green flag, it's like a he dozen told people. everybody to come. And now we've seen six <laughs> yeah, million people across the border. We've had more are, fentanyl that have killed oh, Americans no, 12 in the Iraq, guys. Vietnam, or <laughs> Afghanistan wars combined we need to make sure that we are a country of laws the second we stop being a country of laws we They're give up everything this country was founded the whole on so we have to secure the border the way again. we do that is first of all defund sanctuary cities you see what's happening in philadelphia right now it's gotta stop 
We need to make sure we put 25,000 more Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. I spent 400 miles down that border, and I'm telling you, Border Patrol agents aren't well, weren't allowed they to do the their job. Weren't they the ones just busting go to back places to and dropping them off in the middle of nowhere? Instead of catch and release, let's go to catch and Texas was doing that. that we've been, what about the aid that federal taxpayers are paying to deal with the root causes? It's not working. The only it? aid that we should be spending right now is to secure the border, the southern border, the northern border, period. You would cut we off need aid to keep Americans safe, and right now Americans are not safe. Only when we fix the immigration system, only when we get the border secure, should we ever look at putting any more money into this. Right. Our money should be about keeping Americans safe. We're not doing that. Joe Biden's not doing that. And you mentioned Congress and, and shutting down government. I'll make it clear. We have to change the budget process. In four years, in 40 years, Congress has only delivered a budget on time four times in 40 years. Right. If they don't keep the government open, they should not get paid. No pay, no budget. That's the way we should do it. Governor DeSantis, we have a question for you. Governor DeSantis, China invested $12 billion in Latin America just last year. They signed strategic partnerships with seven countries, including Mexico. And China's military ties to the region now include arms sales and training exercises. Are you comfortable with China deepening ties with our southern neighbors? Of course not. And the reason why we're in this mess is because elites in D.C. for far too long have chosen surrender over strength when it comes to the CCP. Some people in our country got rich, our industrial base got hollowed out, and they have been able to build the second most powerful military in the entire world. We need a totally new approach to China. We are going to have real hard power in the Indo-Pacific, like Reagan, to deter their ambitions. We're going to have economic independence from China, where we're decoupling our economy. And we we are going to go after the cultural power they have in this country. As governor of Florida, I ban the CCP from buying land in our state. We should do that all across these United States. We shouldn't have them in our universities. We shouldn't have Confucius Institutes. So you see a country in decline, our power's in decline. China's going to surpass us this decade, and if they do that, that's going to affect every single American household. As your president, I am not going to let that happen. I'm going to reverse this country's decline. We are going to choose strength, not surrender when it comes to the CCP. So, so far, immigrants in China. That's the problem. We are a country yep. in Universal deportation of oh, yeah. undocumented immigrants and their children, even if the children are citizens of the United States. Under what legal premise will you expel U.S. citizens? So the first thing I want to say is I agree with everything. The Republicans on the stage are on the right side of this issue. Militarize the southern border, stop funding sanctuary cities, and end foreign aid to Mexico and Central America to end the incentives to come across. But I do go a step further. You're right about that, Ilya. I favor ending birthright citizenship for the kids of illegal immigrants in this Yo. country. The left will howl about the Constitution and the 14th Amendment. The difference between me and them is I've actually read the 14th Amendment. What it says is that all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the laws and jurisdiction thereof are citizens. 
So nobody believes that the kid of a Mexican diplomat in this country enjoys birthright citizenship. Not a judge or legal scholar in this country will disagree with me on that. Well, if the kid of a Mexican diplomat doesn't enjoy birthright citizenship, That's then neither wow. does the kid the of an diplomat illegal migrant who They're broke not the law here. to come here. And right. as the father of two sons, it is hard for me to look them in the eye and say, you have to follow the law when our own government fails to follow its own laws. That's how we really go the distance and solve this problem and restore the rule of law in the United States of America because that is part of what it even means to be an American. Senator Scott, you oppose ending birthright citizenship. He is talking what to me. Yeah, there's no doubt the fact that when you think of the Constitution, it's certainly written as it relates to slavery, not as it relates to illegal immigration. It's been applied to illegal immigration. So the challenge that we face is, in fact, one that has to do with whether or not the people that come here are under the jurisdiction of our laws. And frankly, if you come here illegally, you are not. Now, surviving a Supreme Court argument is something I can't tell you. But from a perspective of the Constitution, I think it's simple that clearly it was designed for slavery and not for illegal immigration. I'll go one step further, though. When we have a conversation about the things that are happening on this stage, we think about the fact that Vivek just said we were all good people. And I appreciate that because last debate, he said we were all bought and paid for. And I thought about that for a little while and said, you know, you I can't imagine back. how you could say that knowing that you were just in business with the Chinese Communist Party and the same people that funded Hunter Biden, millions of dollars, was a partner this of yours as well. It's not nonsense. So look, oh, not Bruh, Howard just became high school. Who are <laughs> by a broken system. And it's not the fault of anybody who's involved. Some of us are painted with the bottom line. Excuse me. Excuse me. Thank you for speaking while I'm interrupting. Literally. While I'm speaking. Well, you said bottom line. Oh! Oh! That kills bingo. Although it wasn't technically Nikki. If this is nothing, he is in a backpack. Look at Chris Christie's screen. I actually agree with Ron DeSantis. I can't see it. Oh. So if I may, I agree with Ron DeSantis on China. He's leaning. Every other CEO expanded into the Chinese market. You know what I did with my first company? Give them a chair, y'all. But you know what oh, I did wow, that was different than every other company? company? We got the hell out of there. And when I started my yeah, next right company, Strive, right when, no, that was years ago. Oh. Right when I started my next company, Strive, to compete against BlackRock. He was talking me, about that struggle earlier. Now he's got three companies. We would never do business in He overcame the struggle. Yeah, he pulled up himself by his But both his parents were non-U.S. citizens. When he was born. No, no, no. He was. So that was the thing. Can you even hear what they're saying? They're stealing exactly. over each other. Ah. But do you see what DeSantis is doing? He wants to be seen as the voice of Vice President Pence. In 2017, the Trump Pence administration canceled DACA, which put the legal status of 600,000 dreamers in the hands of the courts. Dreamers work and they pay taxes. As president, if the Supreme Court ends DACA, would you work with Congress to reach a permanent solution for dreamers? 
Well, first, let me say I'm glad, I'm glad Vivek uh, pulled out of his business deal in 2018 in China. That must have been about the time you decided to start voting in presidential elections. So, let me speak to this issue. Number one, um, I negotiated the Remain in Mexico policy with the, with the Mexican government. Uh, we used economic power to bring the Mexican government to the table. Uh, we built hundreds of miles of border wall. And despite what's said here today, uh, we reduced illegal immigration and asylum abuse by 90%. And as President of the United States, I can do it again. What the, the fuck is, is asylum abuse? Is we need to fix a broken immigration system, uh, and I'll yeah. do that How as well. That First and foremost, a nation without borders is not a nation. And we have to secure the southern border of the no United States of America. I know <laughs> to do it, and we will do it again. Let me say no, one other I, thing about China. Asylum. Let me say one other thing about I, China. Would you negotiate with Congress to give a solution to the problem that dreamers have right now? They are on a limbo. Well, let me tell you, I, I served in Congress for 12 years, although it seemed longer. <laughs> but you know, something I've done different than everybody on this stage is I've actually, I've actually secured reform in Congress. You know, you know, Ron, you talk a really good game about cutting spending, but you've increased spending in Florida by 30%. When I was oh, a member of Congress, yeah, they don't answer the question. Right after Hurricane Katrina, I know. I feel like I'm having like we stood our ground. A trip. Red House conservatives. That's we cut a hundred billion dollars out of the federal budget. It can be done, but as I said in the last debate, I'll say again: this is no time for on-the-job training. I'm going to be ready on day one to get Congress to step up, secure the southern border of the United States. And this is being shown on Univision. Yeah. I love how that's like the main issue. It's so gross. Like that's the first thing they want to do. Yeah. Is be xenophobic. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. I don't know who's in here. I didn't set anything up tonight. Let me check. Um, let me see. Let's minimize this and this. And I will find my floating panel. Oh, there's six people in here. Whoa, it's crunk tonight. <laughs> Hello. <How's> everybody. <laughs> How are you? Oh, oh, man, I am dying over this debate, right? Like, it makes no I sense. <laughs> you see what they, in my opinion, they've chosen to collectively get rid of Vivek because he's the outsider. He is the one that people are talking about more than some of the others. Uh, but what are y'all thoughts? Right. Yeah. It's mm. very game PC. It's like everybody has their own like personality and it's like they just polish them up, you know, spit shine them and put them on the board and see, you know, it's very... Everybody's pretty much like sticking to a character. Like there's no way, there's no, like, I feel like Vivek is there to like draw the younger crowd and like they all have their own people that they're trying to draw into the race. Like, I feel like it's the personalities are spread out like that for a reason. Yeah, it does seem a little like not to be like forced diversity but it does seem tokeny the way that it's a lot of different people i agree to you they're pandering to a bunch of different people 
So what we need to, let's be truthful though. There are a ton of Spanish speaking Republicans. There are tons of Republicans who are not white that speak Spanish. Um, but I am curious. I, I am curious about listening to how I would, I would love to hear what some of their opinions are. Even Tim Scott on that stage had to be like, my boy, chill out. That was because of slavery. You know what I'm saying? And you notice Vivek didn't say shit about it. No one could say anything about the slavery comments. Right. But I also notice that people are not pointing out to Vivek. He wouldn't be a U.S. citizen if it wasn't for birthright citizenship. Right. Right. Exactly. It's hypocrisy. It, like, and it's funny because my, like, you're absolutely right because my smoke guy, he's uh from, you know, Western Asia and was all for Vivek Ramaswamy. And I was like, why do we have... <laughs> Oh, no. I don't hear any of y'all. <laughs> I can I can I, I said why do we have there's a lot of diversity up there. There's women. Um funnily enough, the woman was the only one who answered the question. <laughs> yeah. That's she lied, point. but she answered the question. Right, but like y'all need to understand that it's because she can get away with less. They have these rules that they only enforce on people when they don't like those people. And they're more likely to think that a woman is dumb or is not a good candidate. And so they'll sling mud first. She has to tread carefully. So is this a, a, a debate really? Who's going to be like Trump's VP or who's going to be able to get into a cabinet position for Donald Trump who's ahead so far in the polls? So I don't know. I have no idea how that's going to play out. Not for um, Mike Pence. Oh, no. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous enough that maybe it could happen, but yeah. I, I thought it was kind of messed up. I forgive up. you for trying to kill me. It's fine. Yeah, that, that could the, happen. The dude who starts the whole, I guess, shit-flinging contest <laughs> Because let's we we actually can't answer any questions, so let's start making it high school, and let's let's see how much of us can dig up our dirty laundry on us on stage now. Yeah, <laughs> like right. we can't actually do this, so like let's make it interesting. Right, like the country is in literal shambles, and uh, oh, but his deal with China. <laughs> Hunter Biden and the Bi uh, Biden crime syndicate. Like, do they right. know how? I wish Trump let them get away with it anymore. We want to reverse this country's decline. We need to choose law and order over rioting and disorder. Oh, law and order. Subject. Governor Haley, there's a nationwide policing shortage. Retirements are up. Recruitment is in the tank. Morale is at a record low. Three years ago, okay. you signed a pledge to support law enforcement. Now, pledges are a nice idea, but what's your actual plan to get more police on our streets? 
Well, and I actually did it in South Carolina, too. You know, what we knew in South Carolina was you take care of those who take care of you. We have to start taking care of law enforcement, but it's not just taking care of them with words. It's making sure that you also follow through on what they do. Right now, we have a lot of stolen guns on the street. Well, these law enforcement officers, they arrest these the people, and then they go the and they're let out the very next day. So law enforcement feels like they don't know what has their back. We have to start and then selling them back to the street. To the we have to make sure we have the backs of law enforcement, and we have to make sure that we're a country of law and order. But I want to go back to China because I don't think we spent enough time on that. Right now, we have to look at what government's doing to hurt us against China, too. You have a company, U.S. Antibiotics, that produces amoxicillin, the number one antibiotic that we need. And right now, there is a company in Bristol, Tennessee, that produces that. Yet our federal government only gets it from China. We need to be focusing on companies that produce in America and supporting those companies that produce in America, not companies that are helping China. Governor, we will be talking foreign policy later. Thank you, um, Stuart. We're going to stay in the topic of um, crime because it affects all of us. Governor Bergam, for the first time ever, a Univision poll found that mass shootings and gun safety are one of the most important issues for Latino voters. Mental health concerns are not unique to the United Rumble, cut that bitch off. Respectful. Oh, that must have been Thanks. a real question. But violence. What is your specific plan to curb gun violence? Well, first we need to notice, understand is I think that the liberal left is, seems to be just completely bent on prosecuting law-abiding citizens that are gun owners because every solution they have to this is take away the Second Amendment rights of Americans and somehow that's going to solve the problem. Can't all take these my guns. Was, that we're talking about that you showed the video. Don't uh, mess tonight, Texas. They have some of the strictest gun laws <laughs> in the country. So we know that that's not what's working. I've never seen that guy before. To the core issues about the, the family. He's the, the North Dakota mental health. We've got um, to get governor to or former the governor he sent troops to Mexico to the Mexican border which is funny because he borders the Canadian border because the the morale is down because we've been defunding the police because they've been attacked in the press <gasps> the police have become the bad guys when they're the one they, they were all always the bad guys for real people don't even respect them every time I see a policeman the first thing I say is thank you and so does everybody else in my family Family and mo most mm, of the people that booth harder. We have to respect mm. the people that are out there defending us every single day. Can I answer the question Mr. on mass shooting? That is such BS. They don't even respect that. Protection. About 90% of fentanyl is seized at official border crossings. Are you a citizen? How would you stop fentanyl brought into the country? Mostly 90% of fentanyl that we know about. There's two sides to this, and we have to be very did honest about he it. Just did? One is we do have to seal that. She just said that the fentanyl is brought in by 90% by American citizens, and now mm -hmm. he's going to type it border. Building yep. wall is not enough. They're building cartel-financed tunnels underneath that wall. Semi-trucks can drive through them. We have to use our own military to seal the Swiss cheese of a southern border, but we also have to be honest. Whoa. There's a demand side problem in this country too, a mental health epidemic. I met <gasps> family in Iowa. 
Two parents, Kathy and Derek. They lost oh, now we care about mental health. Years old. He bought yeah, Kathy and Brian. You know, they died. had a tough time. Because it was laced with fentanyl. That is closer to bioterrorism, not a drug overdose. That is poisoning. So it is our job to make sure that never happens. But it's also our job to make sure that 17-year-olds don't turn to Percocet via Snapchat. We have to bring back mental health care in this country, not with pumping pharmaceuticals, Snapchat, what? Approaches. I don't know. Meaning in the next generation of Americans, many of them are getting it through social media. And this isn't a Republican point or a Democrat point. But if you're 16 years old or under, you should not be using an addictive social media product, period. This is something that we can both agree on and uh, we can revive both the mental run. health of this country. Kill more people this year They're touching all the bases at once. It's incredible. Nine Eleven. Yeah. What is Nine Eleven talked about now? What? I know. He said someone said TikTok. I said to use the U.S. military uh, to go after oh. the Mexican drug cartels. They are killing our people. But it's ninety percent Americans bringing it in. In Florida, we had an infant, eighteen months. Parents rented an Airbnb, and apparently, the people that had rented it before were using drugs. The infant was crawling. The toddler was crawling on the carpet and ingested a fentanyl residue yep. and what? died. Are we just going to sit here and let this happen, this carnage happen in our country? I am what? not going to do that. So I guarantee you on day one, this border Don't is going to be a big issue for me as president. We're going to declare it a national emergency. Yes, we'll build the wall. We'll do remain in Mexico. But those he Mexican drug cartels are going to be treated like the foreign right, terrorist everybody, organizations everybody that they are. President Pence. All right, just last month, Vice President Pence, you said if elected, you would repeal all Obamacare mandates. However, you Black also rifle made that same coffee promise company. in 2016. And wow. at that time, Trump Pence had congressional majorities for at least the first two years, and you did not deliver on that promise. So, Obamacare, right now, it is more popular than ever. Why should Americans trust you if you become president to fix that? He looks so tired. Here to stay. He does. Well, first, let me speak to the mass shootings issue, and then I'll answer that question. It's what? an important one, Dan. <laughs> wait, wait. Look, I'm someone that let me just break the rules of the debate real quick. And as a father of three, as a grandfather of three beautiful little girls, I'm, I am sick and tired of these mass shootings happening in the United States of America. And if I'm president of the United States, I'm going to go to the Congress of the United States and we're going to pass a federal expedited death penalty for anyone involved in a mass shooting so that they, they will meet their fate in months, not years. It is unconscionable. Yeah, let's do something the, after, uh, not to prevent the Heartland it. shooter, Ron. Is actually going to spend the rest the of the What about the That's police in Uvalde? Justice. Are we they going to, to should they be like brought to justice? To these would be killers that you are oh, not going to live out your days behind bars. You're going to meet that. justice in this system. But does that mean Obamacare is here to stay? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for reiterating the question because I'd love to answer it. Look. I, I think seconds. it's one of the choice. I think it's one of the choices here. You know, my former running mate, Donald Trump, 
actually has a plan to start to consolidate more power in Washington, D.C., consolidate more power in the executive branch. If I'm president of the United States, it's my intention to make the federal government smaller by returning to the states those resources and programs that are rightfully theirs under the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution. That means all Obamacare funding, all, right. all housing funding, all HHS funding, all of it goes back to the states. We'll shut down the Federal Department of Education. We'll allow states to right. innovate. We're going to revive federalism. You just in say America shut down the Federal Department of Education. That's a wild Obamacare response, you know. <laughs> I'm like, it's like I'm having a stroke. It's like a TikTok live I never wanted to go in. Right. Two and a half million of them are in your state. That's worse than the national average. Can Americans trust you on this? Well, I think this is a, a symptom of our overall economic decline. Everything has gotten more expensive. You see insurance rates are going through the roof. People that are going to get groceries. I spoke with a woman in Iowa, and she said, you know, for the first time in my life, uh, I'm having to take uh, things out of my grocery cart when I get to the checkout line because the, the total goes up so quickly. So this is very real, and people are hurting out there. So we've got to address the underlying problem with Bidenomics, the overspending, taking all Biden's rules and regulations. I'm going to throw them in the trash can on day one. You're not going to have to worry okay, about I'm that. Okay, I'm not, I'm not so high, right? This doesn't make sense. In this country no, it really does. No. Okay. And what we need to do well, with health might be very high. I mean, our that, is putting... I, I need to be a little high at least. Because I eat my cookie. We need to tackle that and have more power for the people and the I'm sorry, I think that he is high. I'm looking at the eyes. In Florida on insurance, worse than the national average. Allegedly. It's a dynamic state. We've got we've got a lot of uh, folks that come. Of course, we've had a population boom. We also don't have uh, a lot of welfare benefits in Florida. You know, we're basically saying we want to. This is a field of dreams. You can do well in the state, but we're not going to be like California and have massive numbers of people. We believe you work and you got to do that. And so that goes for all the welfare benefits. And you know what that's done, Stuart? Our unemployment rate is the lowest amongst any big state. We have the highest GDP growth amongst any big state. And even CNBC, no fan of mine, ranked Florida the number one economy in America. Did they know? is the leading cause of bankruptcy for American families, accounting for two-thirds of all personal bankruptcies. As president, how you protect Americans who get sick from financial ruin? First of all, how can we be the best country in the world and have the most expensive health care in the world? We have an issue. My mom was in the hospital, and when she was in the hospital, they tried to bring her a couple of Tylenol, and she said, I don't need it. And they said, honey, go ahead and take it because you're paying for it anyway. Why is it that when we got the bill, the insurance company in the hospital negotiated the bill for her without her having anything to do with it? When I am president, we will break all of it, from the insurance company to the hospitals to the doctor's offices to the PBMs to the pharmaceutical companies. We will make it all transparent because when you do that, you will realize that's what the problem is. Second thing is you've got to deal with tort law. 
the lawyer, the doctors don't give you the 10 tests because they want to. It's because of the 90% chance they'll get sued. And then we need to bring competition back to healthcare, get rid of certificate of need systems, and make sure that they can compete. We have to put the patient in the driver's seat. They've been in the back seat for way too long. And once we give the patient the ability to decide their health care, deciding which plan they want, that is when we will see magic happen. You know what would help me decide if it was covered? Open up right. and show us where their warts yep. are. Because right. They all have the them, bullshit access. On behalf of the yeah, sure, access. Well, yes, we're not, we're not talking about the real problem ever. We talk about why do we have the most expensive health care in the world. It's because the federal government got involved the same way they did with EVs, and they said, we're going to subsidize a particular kind of software back in 2008 under Obama, and they said, hey, we're going to do this. It's going to make everybody more produ productive. All of you that are watching have been to a doctor's office when the doctor's got his back to you and their hands on a keyboard. The, the only industry in the world that's ever absorbed $1 trillion of IT and became less productive, they saw less patients per day is U.S. healthcare because they were subsidizing a certain kind of technology. It wasn't, it wasn't about improving healthcare. It was about picking winners and losers. Every time the federal government's involved, whether it's higher education, healthcare, or now the auto industry. That guy needs to wear a name tag. Judge just said, who the hell is that guy? The second Republican debate rolls on from Simi Valley. An informed patriotism is what we want. And are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America no, is and what you're not Reagan in the long history? No, of the world? thank you. Not the Reagan religion. I. Bruh. Do you trust our government and where the economy is headed? No. No. <laughs> no, we don't. Why would you ask? <laughs> I just I want to say hi to my friend Dusk. Um, just so you know, Dusk is cool. Okay. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Man, so what do y'all think? This is your time. Go. I <laughs> no, I I think everybody's crazy. Sorry, no, it's fine. He's standing up there on that stage, literally just. When he talked about Florida, are you serious? You lost how many migrant workers because you said no? You pissed Disney off. You you pissed Disney off. And that's your biggest employer of, like, they employ most of the damn people in the state. Where's the fact check on that Florida has the best economy in America? Bro. I know, like, the fact that there's not fact checking happening. They do have 2.7 unemployment. Um, let's see. Well, is that a lot or a little comparatively? But um, also, it's like rank thirteenth in the nation. Is... Yeah, but are they are they decent jobs? That's that you know. Well, no. I mean, the unemployment, you know, I mean, or the minimum wage is probably not that high. So, it's minimum wage doubtful. just changed in Florida. It's at ten dollars an hour right now. It's projected to raise to fifteen, but everyone's pissed off about it. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone north of South Florida. Why are they angry? Oh, because they think that the raises in wages is equated to the collapse of all mankind. Ah, uh, okay. It causes wow. inflation. I'm so no. sorry they won't get as much of a profit. It, 
I'm also frustrated by how much they jump around and they don't actually discuss solutions to things. Like with our policies, we were so meticulous on making like step-by-step itemized fucking here's what we're changing specifically. And they're just like, I'm mad at people who are getting paid to stay at home. Also, mental health matters now, kind of. And also, and by the way, I don't like this other candidate. They're just saying Mm -hmm. shit. They just say shit to say shit. Philadelphia had a like a minor riot last night with like a hundred people or something breaking into like a, an area. I know that an Apple store was looted. I don't know. Um, oh no, they're most, Apple. They're the, they were mostly young, and I was. I've been waiting for them to make a comment about that. They haven't made a comment yet, but no, they did. They said oh, they, they mentioned Philadelphia. <laughs> But they oh, okay. didn't go into it. They just said, oh, okay. we need to stop what's happening in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. The the, the 100 just... people the roaming horde or something. Yeah. I Got just it. want to say real quick, I'm sure you're aware, but Twitch is having an issue with echoing. Yeah, I tried to resolve it in the chat. Yeah, I mean, the only way the echo will stop is if all of you mute and stay quiet the entire time. Right, but I'm... I know I'm on a headset, but it, I mean I don't know. I'm I'm not an IT person. I'm just telling you <laughs> and Twitch what the what I can do. That like I apologize. To no, Twitch. an echo means that somebody somebody's microphone can hear their their speakers. So everyone needs to be wearing a headset. Okay, that's not gonna fix shit right now though. Because people don't That's... have that. <laughs> yeah. Or or I guess just mute when you're not talking. Which is what I said originally. Mute. I mean, you guys is back. <laughs> and they're back. American students, they are in academic trouble. They have lower scores in math and reading. There's chronic absenteeism. That's at record highs. And this has even been called education homicide. You say school choice is the answer. But Sounds like a cool band, Education Homicide. I go see them. School choice, and even the current expansion won't be fully implemented. Can't wait four years for a fix. So what would you do right now? Well, in school choice isn't the only. Now it froze. Rumble TV, y'all. It's the future. This is brought to you by the Birch Gold Group. We can text now. I don't know what that would give us, but hmm. And we are now back with our regularly scheduled broadcast. Except we're not. so i'm not sure what they would be saying right now but it is kind of nice to have some quiet thanks travis i mean they're saying more word salad and crt and instead focus on financial literacy on digital literacy and on making sure that our kids know what they need to do to have the jobs of the next generation Thank you.
subject of education. A question for Governor Christie. Students in your state are getting high marks on their report cards, but minorities are not doing well with math and reading. Black and Hispanic students averaging 29 points lower than white students in New Jersey. Would you address minorities first? You have to address all students. And look, in our state, Stuart, frankly, before I was governor, that gap was close to 50%. And what we did was institute more charter schools and more Renaissance schools and more public school choice in New Jersey with innovative solutions in cities like Camden, where now we took the worst school districts in America during my time, and we have now increased that by nearly 40% in terms of their proficiency. It can be done when you give people choice, but let's tell the truth to everybody about what this is. This public school system is no run by the public. It is run by the teachers' unions in this country. Randy Weingarten and her crew are absolutely strangling. They are taking the worst of their members and defending them rather than advocating for our kids. And when you have the President of the United States sleeping with a member of the teachers' union, there is no chance that you could take the stranglehold oh, away my from pearls. the teachers' union every day. They have an advocate inside the White House every day for the worst of their teachers, not for our students to be the best they can be. A President of the United States has to take on the teachers' union. I did it in New Jersey, and I will do it. As president, I have a question for you, Governor DeSantis. I have a question for you. Florida's new Black History curriculum says, "quote Slaves develop skills which, in some instances, could be applied for their personal benefit." You have said, "Slaves develop skills in spite of slavery, not because of it." But many are still hurt. For the sentence of slaves, this is personal. What is your message to them? So first of all, that's a hoax that was perpetrated by Kamala Harris. Uh, we are not going to be doing that. Second of all, that was written by descendants of slaves. These are the deal. Our country's education oh, system is in decline because it's based out. on indoctrination, denying parents' rights. Florida represents the revival of American education. We're ranked number one in the nation in education by U.S. News and World Report. My wife and I, we have a six, five, and three-year-old. This is personal to us. We didn't just talk about universal school choice. We enacted universal school choice. We didn't just talk about parents' bill of rights. We enacted the parents' bill of rights. We eliminated critical race theory, and we now have American civics in the Constitution in our schools in a really big way, just like President Reagan asked for in his farewell address back in 1989. Florida is showing how it's done. We're standing with. Oh, I got so many problems right now. So many. Ooh, and ooh. Well, the same because he ain't saying shit. It's frozen. Oh my God! Slaves wrote that. Sla Descendants of slaves. The, we, I, the Tim Scott Republicans. But the you, how are you gonna use that as a as a as a talking point, as a legitimate talking point? And then go try and talk about, oh, we took away the African American studies, but we put back civics in a big way. 
I mean, I don't think anything they're saying is legitimate. Maybe also, the teachers' union is not all powerful. Some states barely have one, if at all. North Carolina does not have a strong teachers' union. I was going to say, if that person is an advocate for teachers, them teachers need to beat them up. That's the worst advocate I ever saw. This is the worst America's Got Talent episode I've ever seen. Uh, it's called America Has No Talent? Yeah. And half the time they talk about like other countries and how they're affecting America. It's kind of weird. I'll see if switching browsers helps. It's not looking like it is, though. It looks like it's a Rumble TV issue. Because we're still on the internet. <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, we make a lot more sense. Kids is a mental health disorder. We have to acknowledge the truth of that for what it is. I met two young women early in this campaign. On parental rights in school. Parents have the right to know. And you know what the hypocrisy of this is? Even New Hampshire failed to actually get is it they can't handle all the people on the pass a piece of legislation here the very people people who say that this increase this is the risk of suicide are also the ones saying that parents don't have the right to know about that increased risk risk of suicide and i'm is he talking about trans people i'm sorry yeah that's that what i'm trying to figure oh, out yeah. he is he's talking about trans people jasmine your stream confusion. is lagging is by the way i, I don't what i i don't know if you heard the last seven times i met two I don't young know what women. to Come do on. we are on the internet I we early in this there's nothing else i can do pain who are in their 20s now regret getting can you drag it back a little double mastectomies a double mastectomies he's definitely talking about trans people oh yeah I'm telling you, he was he is actively and please take the pledge to uh, oh, it doesn't fix it. Uh, Rumble TV. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's something wrong with the fucking thing. The GOP built their own thing, and they're not good at the mm -mm. fix. So, what would you do right now? Well, school choice isn't the only. Answer, but I'll tell you, it's not out of a lack of trying that we didn't try. Get school choice in South Carolina. 
kind of what I'll tell you. First of all, is we have to acknowledge the fact that 67% of our eighth graders are not proficient in reading or math. Over 80% of our eighth graders aren't proficient in history or civics. And I can't help it. I don't know what to tell us. Recently, they came out yeah. and said, This is going to be like 10 hours long. I, th I don't think that they can handle the band. Our 12 and 13 year olds. Yeah, I think that might be the problem. They didn't expect so many people to watch. <laughs> but they want to run in the country. Or scoring at the lowest. Uh, I would point out the Democrats fucked up with the uh, Affordable Care website, too. True. The problem is technology, and they're trying the technology at the cheapest. Like you get what you pay. For. Reading and math servers cost money. They went the cheap route. This is what we get. Appalachia still don't got no internet. So the first thing we doesn't seem to matter what they really say anyway. Like it makes just as much sense like this as it does right. when I can hear them clearly. Yeah, yeah, like does. I'm just picking is... up the buzzwords. We've got to make sure we can. And this feels better because <laughs> it gives me time to forget, <laughs> so I'm not upset. I love how we came back from that first long pause, and <laughs> she was just like CRT, and I'm like, what? Like, I mean, even if I pause it, it doesn't buffer. Mm -hmm. Like, we're watching it, like, the it, like 400 people. It's not looking good. No. Rumble TV. Let me CRT start. won't let do me be. Try to show me down MTV. Do we want to take, like, a five-minute break and come back and check? Because this I is... Know. I don't know what that would look like. Like, I mean, we would just end a lot. Like, the, the Twitch stream, it's not a break. <laughs> this is just painful more painful than yeah yeah because yeah. yeah it's not it's not us the i know are, yeah it's, it's like everyone's struggling yeah um it states no i meant like if we took a break we could give them time to figure their shit out i mean i, I would go christy i want to follow up on does he look like a young Al Bundy? I think that might be the look that I'm thinking of right now. I'm sorry. I feel like it's going to take more than five minutes for them to figure their shit out. Oh, yeah. Yes, I mean, it's quite possible that they're, they're using equipment that, you know, exactly as they're designed to. It's just they can't handle what you know their their equipment can't handle what their to a the demand. I know there was the suggestion of the drinking game, but I just pulled a full margarita. I and you said in the internet doesn't even want to hear them. Nope. Yeah. 
Nope. Oh, that's a good shining <laughs> look, Jack Nicholson. Market. Look at that. Look at that oh. face. Yeah. Make the There's Chris Christie. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Would you read New Jersey horror stories? <laughs> Truly though. <laughs> this whole thing is an American horror dog. story. We're living a nightmare, you guys. <laughs> artificial intelligence. The thing is, is it's reality? <laughs> yeah. And the to thing do what? Never wanted to hear. To do what? That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, what I... I don't. I don't even know. I want to give you your time back. I do. Maybe you can find it. I don't. I, I think artificial intelligence. All... Oh Lord. <laughs> I need to see what he said. <laughs> I do too. Artificial uh, intelligence is the only intelligence in the room. <laughs> Last time he talked about ChatGPT being Vivek, right? It is an extraordinary so, opportunity. Okay. It's an opportunity. <laughs> oh, he looks kind of sincere right now. Well Yeah, I think I think we're gonna we just gonna call it a quiz. Beyond the productivity <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's gonna it'll help us with productivity. It's beyond <laughs> to infinity and beyond. It's the universe said no, and you know what? <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Also, if his next words aren't UBI, then <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, like, except for February, where it's UB mine. You know, it always takes you back to a commercial. It always <laughs> takes you back to a commercial. It don't ever take you back to the <laughs> commercial. Rumble TV. Oh man, it's trash. But Birch was a conspiracy theorist, right? The what? John Birch Society was a conspiracy theorist group, and John Birch was like the first person killed in the Korean War. I think is that right? I, I have know. no idea what you're talking about, so I'm just letting you go. Like the commercial talking. that, like, <laughs> the Birch Gold, like it's Birch is like Jasmine John Birch said, "Fuck that noise." Yeah, because I don't like context is important. Travis was just like, duh, 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 duh. "I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about." He's I was trying to figure out what about what the John Birch Gold, like, or the Birch yeah. Gold, like, what's that reference? I hear to? that now, but all I yeah. saw was gold coin, and then you were like, "The war," and then. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to help you prep for when you debate a Republican. All right. <laughs> that's that's how it'll sound. I would say to a Republican like I said to you. Just say words, random words to them and see if they understand your language. Yeah. <laughs> T-R-T. AI. Frames. <laughs> And Safari was working better. So let's go back to Safari. Yeah. It's just like Republicans just, they're just like, I don't like this thing. I don't like that thing. Even their like solutions aren't really solutions. Like they don't like, sound like Let's solutions. punish people. Yeah. I hate immigrants. Oh. 
Boy, they cut his mic for. We missed a lot of shit. <laughs> Experts say President Putin has ordered assassination. <laughs> we did. Now, let's see if we can rewind. Assassination. I'm going to see if we can rewind it and watch it take me to another commercial about Travis's coin. <laughs> or 401k <laughs> to a physical gold, gold group, man. Like right now, <laughs> Americans turn to gold. With an eight plus rating, with a better gold. business this bureau, dumb, and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold is the trusted leader. Oh in God! They're busier than ever because people are taking control of their savings just gonna away from the government and into their own hands. Like to say that knowledge fight and behind the bats, which teach me all about the John Birch Society. There's no pressure. I'm gonna mute. Just information. So get your no-cost info kit now. Text now to 989898. Hey YouTube, what are you doing? Oh, I'm updating my content policies. Really? Do you mind if I take a look? Sure. Yeah. Here you go. Oh wait. One more. This is a new one. Thank you. I'll block off my schedule. It's a real page turner. Oh, page 94 is my personal favorite. Okay. Can't wait. Honestly, YouTube, this is too much to read. When Republicans vote early, that's hilarious considering how much trouble they had. <laughs> putting a stream up. Go to bankyourvote.com to sign up and commit to voting early. That's how we're going to beat the Democrats at their own game. Go to bankyourvote.com. At their own game? Bank your vote. It sounds like they're saying spank your vote, <laughs> but oh, it's bank your vote. I thought, okay. What is on your mind? I don't know. Kevin Sorbo here with an important message. The Biden administration has proposed. Ah, <laughs> Kevin Sorbo. Does anyone know what 90s show he was on? Hercules or something, right? Ding, ding. Dina was better. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for he's sure. in like Christian movies all the time. Today, while quickly settling your tax debt, but you have to act now. Sometimes I wish I believed in God. It's the scam to keep paying. USA today. Hey there, stop changing oh channels. Y'all love the merch, man. It's the new Patriot Power Generator. And I bet this oh, is a solar generator. I love you, but I don't know how much more of this I can take. <laughs> Where's this way to go? I feel so bad. Poor Patriots, I looked up their shit and they Friends, didn't say that they supported this much. High school. We need to do reading remediation. We need complete transparency in the classroom. No parent should ever wonder what's being said or taught to their child in the classroom. We need to make sure that we have school choice so that there's competition. We need to move all the programs from the federal government down to the states and let states decide what education looks like in their states. Right. And we need to start building things in America again. Let's put vocational classes back in our high schools and let's get our kids building the things that we know that we can make when we start to focus on that and really bring in that parental involvement that's when we'll start to see a difference but we've got to get parents um, back included we've got to quit spending time on this dei and crt and instead focus on financial literacy on digital literacy and on making sure that our kids know what they need to do to have the jobs of the next generation on the subject of education on the subject of education of christie Students in your state are getting high marks on their report cards, but minorities are not doing well with math and reading. Black and Hispanic students averaging 29 points lower than white students in New Jersey 
Would you address minorities first? You have to address all students. And look, in our state, Stuart, frankly, before I was governor, that gap was close to 50%. And what we did was institute more charter schools and more Renaissance schools and more public school choice in New Jersey with innovative solutions in cities like Camden, where now we took what was the worst school district in America during my time, and we have now increased that by nearly 40% in terms of their proficiency. It can be done when you give people choice, but let's tell the truth to everybody about what this is. This public school system is no longer run by the public. It is run by the teachers unions in this country. Randy Weingarten and her crew are absolutely strangling. They are taking the worst of their members and defending them rather than advocating for our kids. And when you have the President of the United States sleeping with a member of the teachers union, there is no chance that you could take the stranglehold away from the teachers union every day. They have an advocate inside the White House every day for the worst of their teachers, not for our students to be the best they can be. A President of the United States has to take on the teachers union. I did it in New Jersey and I will do it as president of the United States. Is it crazy to say that they're supposed to advocate for the teachers, not the students, the teachers union? Correct. Yeah. What is your message to them? So first of all, that's a hoax that was perpetrated by Kamala Harris. Uh, we are not going to be doing that. Second of all, that was written by descendants of slaves. These are great black history scholars, so we need to stop playing these games. Here's the deal. Our country's education system is in decline because it's focused on indoctrination, denying parents' rights. Florida represents the revival of American education. We're ranked number one in the nation in education by U.S. News and World Report. My wife and I, we have a six, five, and three-year-old. This is personal to us. We didn't just talk about universal school choice. We enacted universal school choice. We didn't just talk about parents' bill of rights. We enacted the parents' bill of rights. We eliminated critical race theory, and we now have American civics in the Constitution in our they schools in a really big way, just theory. like President Reagan asked right, that was the easiest thing you ever did. Back in 1989, <laughs> Florida is showing how it's done. We're standing with parents, and our kids are benefiting. You to these new standards. What is your message for Governor DeSantis? There is not, there is not a redeeming quality in slavery. He and Kamala should have just taken the one sentence out. America has suffered because of slavery, but we've overcome that. We are the greatest nation on earth because we faced our demons in the mirror and made a decision. So often we think that all the issues, you talked about crime and education and healthcare, we always think that those issues go back to slavery. Here's the challenge though. Black families survived slavery. We survived poll taxes and literacy tests. We survived discrimination being woven into the laws of our country. What was hard to survive was Johnson's Great Society, where they decided to put money 
where they decided to take the black father out of the household to get a check in the mail, and you can now measure that in unemployment, in crime, in devastation. If you want to restore Tim Scott hope, just did identity politics. Family, restore capitalism and put Americans back at work. Restore capital. They're American saying family. the word. Our nation continues to go in the right direction. It's why I can Dig say it really quiet for everyone. Discriminated against, but America is not a racist country. Never, ever doubt who we are. We are the greatest country on God's green earth. And frankly, the city on the hill needs a brand new leader. And I'm asking right. for your vote. I'm going to have a question for you, Mr. Ramaswamy. Over 10.7 million students in over 18,000 public schools nationwide have the ability to change their identity without parental notification. Governor Christie told Stewart last week that he would pass a federal law to protect parental rights. Would you try to do the same? I have to be very clear about this. Transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental health disorder. We have to acknowledge the he truth said of that transgenderism. what it is. I met two young women early in this campaign. On parental rights in school. Parents have the right to know. And you know what the hypocrisy of this is? Even New Hampshire failed to actually get past a piece of legislation here. The very people who say that this increases the risk of suicide are also the ones saying that parents don't have the right to know about that increased risk of suicide. And I'm sorry, it is not compassionate to affirm a kid's confusion. That is not compassion, that is cruelty. I met two young women, Chloe and Katie, early in this campaign, who are in their 20s, now regret getting double mastectomies and a hysterectomy. One of them will never have children. And the fact that we allowed that to happen in this country is barbaric. So I will ban genital mutilation or chemical okay, castration under the age of 18, and parents in, in, have absolutely the right. Would you try to pass a federal law then ban circumcision. should have that right. We are going to require yes. states absolutely okay. have to then follow that through. We stand to for parental rights. Yes. You, you, you want to talk about genital mutilation? You do not have a law that says parents can't be notified. But you want to be president. Would you try to pass a federal law to say parents have that right? I think this is a state's issue, but I do want to say something because all night long we've been talking about issues about how it's broken in Washington and I respect all of the people on the stage here for their 100 plus years of public service. Thank you. But the reason why we're not talking about education or health care or safety being a problem in North Dakota is because we have a business leader. I've got more experience as a business leader than I think this whole group combined. I know I've created more jobs than everybody else on stage, thousands of high-paying jobs that have real meaning. So as a business leader, you come in and you treat the taxpayer like a customer. So in North Dakota, instead of fighting with the teachers' unions, we actually created a K-12 coordinating council. Everybody gets in the room and the customer is but the student. But you do understand that this is an issue that many people in America really are concerned about, worried about, about parents and notification in schools. Yes, and that's why we have 50 platforms of innovation. That's why we have states. There are certain things the federal government is supposed to do. It's not the Department of Education that needs to be assembled. We've got to move it back to states. Do what we did in North Dakota. Instead of like, oh, here's a choice school and here's an old here's an old school, the old way with the teachers union and the kids are trapped. We made every school in North Dakota an innovation school. Every school got out from under the red tape. And the things that, that help teach the values that we're trying to get, like 4-H, okay. like FFA, like Boy Scouts, the they can get credit for all of that oh, stuff. And by the way, you. North Dakota is now at the top of the median SAT scores in the country right now. Vice President Pence, the Department of Homeland Security warns that violence against LGBTQ plus people is on the rise and intensifying.
According to a recent study, members of that community are nine times more likely to be victims of violent hate crimes. As president, how would you protect this community from violent attacks and discrimination? Well, as president of the United States, I'll, I'll stand up for the safety uh, and the civil liberties of every American from every background. And I want the American people to know that. But I want to answer the question as well, Dana, that you just asked of Burke. Because by way of full disclosure, Chris, you mentioned the president's situation. I'm, my wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers' union, but I've got to admit, I'm, I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. And um, so full disclosure, look, education is a state and local function. The state of Indiana had one of the very first school choice programs in the country. And when I was governor of the state of Indiana, we doubled it. And as to your question, Dana, let's, let's be very, very clear. Um, when, when the Linmar Community Schools in Iowa had a policy where you could, you had to have a permission slip from your parents to get a Tylenol, but you could get a gender transition plan without notifying your parents. I weighed in the <gasps> foundation. That's not Who bad policy. Who is getting That's that? Crazy. Not me. We're going to stand in up school. for the rights of parents. In school. Nobody's going to top surgery at school. On trans what the fuck? This is so ridiculous. Surgery anywhere in the country. We've but. got to protect our kids from this radical gender ideology agenda, and we've got to empower parents at the state level with, with the ability to choose where their kids go to school, whether it's public, private, parochial, or homeschool, you empower parents and our schools will straighten up and reflect our values and focus on the basics faster than you could possibly imagine. Next subject. Can China. I just say one thing? China is, China, China, is, China is investing, important. if you talk over everybody, Please. we lose time. China is investing heavily in their tech companies. $280 billion every year on semiconductor research and development. That is one CHIPS Act per year. Governor DeSantis, you say companies like Google and Meta have too much power. Doesn't going after them give China an edge? No, I think you look at how our societies develop. They have huge amount of power over our society. They've cracked down on free speech. Uh, we're not saying you don't want them to do business, but you want it to be a free market. And right now they're monopolies. But this issue of China, I think, is really going to be fundamental. Uh, we have subcontracted out so much of our national needs to the CCP. We rely on them for a whole host of issues. We need to reshore and we need to decouple all those important industries. We need to get that back in the United States. They are our top geopolitical adversary by a country mile. Xi Jinping's got huge ambitions, not only in the Asia Pacific, but as you mentioned earlier in our region. Uh, but ultimately, we've got to beat them on the economy. Uh, and so that's what we'll do as president of the United States. Governor Christie, Good luck I want to with that. up on this because 22% of American workers fear their jobs will be lost to a robot. And you said in the past that you, the free market is the way to go. Would you retrain workers who lose a job to artificial intelligence and to do what? Well, look, what I think artificial intelligence offers us is an extraordinary opportunity to expand well beyond the productivity that we have now and to have Americans be able to involve, be involved in that revolution, Dana. You know, each time we have shown incredible innovation and progress in this country, what we've done with it is to expand all kinds of new, even unthought of opportunities for folks. Yes, we have to do retraining for folks 
who lose some of their jobs. And we should be doing that. And we should have more training available both at the county college level and the local level for people to be able to access it. So yes, I would be in favor of that. But this is a much bigger issue than that. We can't be afraid of innovation. America has been the great innovator of this world over the last 250 years, a technological innovator, a manufacturing innovator, and a freedom and governmental innovator. And that's why America has to continue to stand strong in the world, pro-innovation, pro-progress. And I will tell you this, as President of the United States, what I will do is to make sure that every innovator in this country gets the government the hell off its back and out of its pocket so that it can innovate and bring great new inventions to our country that will make everybody's lives better. Mr. Ramaswamy, TikTok is banned on government-issued devices because of its ties to is the Chinese government. Yet he joined TikTok at the dinner with boxer and influencer Jake what? Paul. Should the commander-in-chief be so easily persuaded by an influencer? So the answer is I have a radical idea for the Republican Party. We need to win elections. And part of how we win elections is reaching the next generation of young Americans where they are. So when I get into office, I've been very clear. Kids under the age of social, under the age of 16, should not be using addictive social media. We're only going to ever get to declaring independence from China, which I favor, if we actually win. So while the Democrats are running rampant, reaching the next generation three to one, there's exactly one person in the Republican Party which talks a big game about reaching young people, and that's me. And let me level with all of you. I'm the new guy here, and so I know I have to earn your trust. What do you see? You see a young man who's in a bit of a hurry, maybe a little ambitious, bit of a know-it-all, it seems, at times. I'm here to tell you, no, I don't know it all. I will listen. I will have the best people, the best and brightest in this country, whatever age they are, advising me. We will be probably many of the people on this stage included. That's how I built my companies. I want to be challenged. I want people who disagree with me. That's what makes America great because we're not a perfect nation. We're founded on the pursuit of perfection. That is what makes America great. And that is why we will end it once we win this election. Uh, I have to jump. I, I have to jump in here. I'm sorry. Just say he's going to end America. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps that we could have. And what you dangerous social media apps? I'm so dangerous because I can't believe TikTok situation. What they're doing is these 150 million people are on TikTok. That means they can get your contacts, they can get your financial information, they can get your emails, they can. Let me just say, text messages, they can get all this is important. This is very important for our exactly party. They can do that on Facebook, too. You've gone and you've we helped China build, make medicines in China, not America. You are now wanting kids to go and get on the social media that's dangerous for all of us. You went and you were in business with the Chinese that gave Hunter Biden $5 million. We can't trust you. We so can't me, trust you. We can't something. have TikTok no, and I think that we need to ban it. Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 15 seconds. I think, excuse me. You have 15 seconds, Mr. Ramaswamy. Thank you. I think we would be better served as a Republican Party if we're not sitting here hurling personal insults and actually have a legitimate debate I'm, I'm about policy following okay. Reagan's 11th Commandment in his honor. And the answer is, that is what actually makes our country strong. And I believe, I believe in these people, these are good people on the stage, they disagree, but let's have a legitimate disagreement. That's what I would say.
if it, Stuart, can we Governor, get back to the question? The no, question we cannot. Is on Governor DeSantis, I'm going straight. On this stage Sir, has a we, we, we will have to cut your mic, and I don't want to do that. I don't. So, Governor DeSantis, let me go to you. Experts say President Putin has ordered assassinations across Europe, cheated on arms control treaties with the U.S., and seeks to work with China to force our decline. President Reagan believed that if you want to prevent a war, you better be prepared to fight one. Today, the Republican Party is at odds over aid to Ukraine. The price tag so far is $76 billion. But is it in our best interest to degrade Russia's military for less than 5% of what we pay annually on defense, especially when there are no U.S. soldiers in the fight? It's in our interest to end this war, and that's what I will do as president. We are not going to have a blank check. We will not have U.S. troops, and we're going to make the Europeans do what they need to do. But they've sent money to pay uh, bureaucrats' pensions and salaries and funding small businesses halfway around the world. Meanwhile, our own country is being invaded. Uh, we don't even have control of our own territory. We have got to defend the American people before we even worry about all these other things. And I watch these guys in Washington, D.C., and they don't care about the American people. They don't care about the fentanyl deaths. They don't care about the communities being overrun because of this border. They don't care about the Mexican drug cartels. So as Commander-in-Chief, I will defend this country's sovereignty. Not by giving any universal health care that helps you. And 90% of the resources that we send over to Ukraine is guaranteed as a loan. It is not 90% of the money that we send over there is loan. Well, we can talk about this, but at the end of the day, 90% of the money that we send over there is actually We're in the form of a loan. It's not, not actually not being paid by Ukraine, it's paid by the NATO, our NATO allies. So I think it's number a good one, topic. I it's think a it's a really topic good topic too. I will say, let's, let's, let's debate the fact that our national vital interest is in degrading the Russian military. By degrading the Russian military, we actually keep our homeland safer, we keep our troops at home, and we all understand Article 5 of NATO. We have when to in level fact, with the American people. I, I thought you said something just, about waiting until your turn to I, talk, I so well, hold on there. So at the end point, of the day, I'm going to finish my, I'll be happy to debate on this. I'll, I'll look forward to this one right now. Um, so at the end of the day, when you think about the fact that if you want to keep American troops at home, the attack on NATO territory would bring us and our troops in. By degrading the Russian military, we reduce, if not eliminate, a ta an attack on NATO territory. finish that exchange, we have to level with the American people. We have to level with the American people on this issue. The reality is just because, just because Putin is not an, e Putin's an evil dictator does not mean that Ukraine is good. This is a country that has banned 11 opposition parties. A win that has for actually, Russia is a that win is not for true. China. We're driving Russia. Russia. Excuse me. Excuse me. If you have but a chance, I forgot. you like you'll China. Have, That's no, why you're you'll okay. have you'll have your chance in just a moment. Yeah. The hurling personal insults isn't helping. China is the real enemy, and we're driving Russia further into China's arms. We need a reasonable peace plan to end this, especially if this is a country whose president just last week Vivek, was hailing a Nazi Putin in have ranks. Ukraine that's a green and light to China to take Taiwan. We need a peace comes through strength. Governor Christie, the Communist Party of China is the real enemy. Governor Christie, Governor Christie, President Biden's first two years have brought China, Russia, and Iran closer together. Are we focused too much on Ukraine and not enough on this threat from the new world order? No, they're all connected, Stuart. They're all connected. 
The Chinese are paying for the Russian war in Ukraine. The Iranians are supplying more sophisticated weapons, and so are the North Koreans now as well with the encouragement of the Chinese. The naivete on this stage from some of these folks is extraordinary. Look, I understand people want to go and talk to Putin. Guess what? So did George W. Bush. So did Barack Obama. So did Donald Trump. And so did Joe Biden when he said a small invasion wouldn't be so bad. Every one of them has been wrong. And the fact of the matter is, we need to say right now that the Chinese-Russian alliance is something we have to fight against, and we are not going to solve it by going over and cuddling up to Vladimir Putin. Look, Donald Trump said Vladimir Putin was brilliant and a great leader. This is the person who is murdering people in his own country and now not having enough blood, he's now going to Ukraine to murder innocent civilians and kidnap 20,000 children. And let me tell you, if you think that's where it's gonna stop, if we give him any of Ukraine, next will be Poland. Right. This is a guy who said, oh, yeah. wait one sec, this is a guy in 1991 oh, yeah. who said that was the darkest moment in world history when the Soviet Union fell. Listen, everybody, he wants to put the old band back together and only America can stop it. Right. And when I'm president, we will. Go Governor Burgum, I, I want to get to the Governor Burgum. He hasn't had a chance. I, I have a question I think you're going to really like, or at least you have experience in it. And we need to talk about America's farmers because there is a foreign policy connection here. The U.S. and China are in this fierce economic competition. It's hurting American businesses. And there is blowback against American farmers because China then targets them in retaliation. How would you as president protect American farmers and ranchers from that kind of retaliation from a foreign government like China? Well, first of all, we've got the best farmers and ranchers in the world right here in America. If they have a level playing field, they can outcompete anyone in the world. But this is part of the larger issue that we're talking about here, which is we're in a Cold War with China. The Biden administration won't admit that. But we're also in an economic really? war through the, what we're doing with agriculture and energy. And we're also in a war with them relative to cyber war. We get attacked every day. State, every school district, our tribes all being attacked every day by either China, Russia, Iran, or North Korea. And now we've got a Biden administration appeasement. They're out there, you know, creating the world, making it less safe. Six billion dollars they traded for five people. They've just now set a price on anyone's head who's a tourist from America, who's a student from America for a kidnapping. If you want more kidnapping, put a price on it. And then that's and they're also helping Iran get to have more closer to nuclear weapon than the which pushes all of the Middle East closer to China and Russia. The whole thing is absurd. And then, of course, we're going to give Ukraine to Russia and then we're going to give Taiwan to China and think that's a foreign policy that will make our nation less less successful, make us more poor. And at the core of all that is energy policy, because China imports 10 million barrels of oil a day. They're the largest import in the world. And we've had four cabinet members from the Biden administration there this summer, and none of them talked about U.S. energy. The first one to go to each of those countries was Kerry to talk about the folly of the climate climate policy, which is making the world less stable. It's empowering dictators. It's not about climate change that we need to worry about. It's about the Biden climate policies that are actually the existential threat to America's future. Thank you. Mexico's president called who supports sending U.S. military into the country, quote, scoundrels. Mexico is the United States' most important trade partner in border security. You say you will send special operations to attack the cartels in Mexico. So this means boots on the ground, drone strikes, 
it means special operations. It's how we deal with our terrorists. And what you need to do is understand that Mexico's not being a good partner if we lost 75,000 Americans last year. Mexico's not being a good partner if they're letting the cartels get away with what they're getting away with. What we will do is we will make sure that we send in our special operations and we will take out the cartels, we'll take out their operations, we'll take out anything that's doing it. But we're going to go after for China, because China is the one sending the fentanyl in the first place. And we will end all normal trade relations until China stops sending fentanyl. And then we'll do the special operations and we'll get it from both sides. This is where President Trump went wrong. He focused on trade with China. He didn't focus on the fact that they were buying up our farmland. He didn't focus on the fact that they were killing Americans. He didn't focus on the fact that they were stealing $600 billion in intellectual property. He didn't focus on the fact that they put a spy base off our shores in Cuba. They didn't focus enough on the fact that all of our law enforcement drones in America are Chinese and we've got all these little surveillance cells. We need to start focusing on what keeps Americans safe. That hasn't happened in a long time. As your president, I will make sure every American is safe and we'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. All right. I want to get to Senator Scott. You're all auditioning for the job as president of the United States. You want to earn these votes. But the world's problems land in the Oval Office. During the presidential debates in the year 2000, neither Al Gore nor George W. Bush was asked about Al-Qaeda. Yet, just one year later, Al-Qaeda's attack on September 11th claimed nearly 3,000 lives. And the farther we get from September 11th, the closer we are to September 10th. Senator Scott, you have no executive branch experience. What has prepared you to protect the nation from a major man-made national security crisis? One of the things I've had the good fortune of doing is serving on committees in the United States Senate, like the Senate Armed Services Committee, I'm on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, also on the Finance Committee and the Banking Committee. Talk about addressing the issue of fentanyl. I've written the legislation, passed it through the Banking Committee and the Senate that would freeze the assets and sanction the accounts of the Mexican cartels. There are weapons that we have within the arsenal that I was able to get past 23 to zero in the polarizing Senate as it is. I've also understood without question the fact that if you look at the details before 9-11, there was information and intelligence that was available that suggested an attack was coming. Having the right intelligence partners with us is key to making sure. But the Republican in charge at the time didn't do anything to stop having it. Having that experience for the last 10 years is really important in getting the job done. 30 seconds to you, Mr. Pence. Well, I think you asked a question about executive experience. I think it's vitally important. And I stand before you today as a candidate for president because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. And you hear the fire on the stage tonight. You hear the fire in all of our voices. And it's because Joe Biden has weakened this country at home and abroad. This is a time for those of us that have the experience, uh, the tested experience, and a commitment to the conservative agenda that Ronald Reagan brought forward in this party of a strong national defense, standing with our allies, standing up to our enemies, supporting limited government and traditional values, need to step forward. Understood. Because frankly, our, our party does face a time for choosing, as they said at the top of this debate, 
whether we're going to stand on the foundation of that conservative agenda that Ronald Reagan poured, or whether we're going to follow the siren song of populism unmoored to conservative principles. I'm the most experienced, most qualified, and most consistent conservative in this field, and I'm ready to lead right. America at home and abroad on day one. Time for choosing to go to a break. Ilya. We need to go to a commercial break where Reagan built a coalition that lasted decades. Can any of these candidates do the same? We'll take that up when the debate continues. But the courts won't let to work. This is the best part. I know we missed a ton. <laughs> <We'll go laughs> I have to go. <laughs> See you later. Good night, everyone. Bye. So is there anyone that has impressed you? No. Mm. Same here, actually. Because they're not saying anything impressive. I mean, I did appreciate how Vivek was like, we want to actually reach young people. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Republican primary yeah. debate, Reagan Library. We've got a lot more issues to cover and a lot more questions to go. So let's dive right back in. We're here in California, where gas is nearing $6 a gallon. Oil is close to $100 a barrel again. You say, drill, baby, drill. But the courts won't let you. Mr. Ramaswamy, how would you bring down prices without immediate drilling? Well, look, I think that we do have to run through the courts and get through that administrative state to make sure we're using the natural resources here at home. But here's the other thing that we can do that's easy. Forever, Mr. Ramaswamy. And it addresses the national debt as well as brings down prices. Put people back to work. We are using taxpayer money to pay people more to stay at home than to go Who to work. Who is getting paid that's to stay at home? And how do you get this money? Crisis. That's the thing. That's what's so funny to me. Unlock this economy. And here's the other thing. We have to put the Federal Reserve back in its place. This is an agency that has gone rogue. So in January 2026, when I have the opportunity as your next commander in chief, we will have a new chairman of the Federal Reserve who places priority on dollar stability. And then most importantly, send packing 75% of the administrative state, reduce the federal employee headcount by 75%, rescind 50% of unconstitutional federal regulations that are shackling businesses, both large and small. I've offered a very clear, practical plan to do it. That's how we unleash the economy. That's how we revive the integrity of a three-branch constitutional republic Vice rather President, than this technocracy and aristocracy in the administrative state. I think one of the signature accomplishments of our administration was in just a few short years, we achieved uh, energy independence. We became a net exporter of energy for the first time in 75 years. But on day one, Joe Biden declared a war on energy, which was no surprise because when Joe Biden ran for president, he said he was going to end fossil fuels. When? Working overtime to do that ever since. If I'm president when? of the United the States, in fossil uh, we're going to open up federal lands. We're going to unleash American energy. We're going to have an all of the above energy strategy. And I have a plan that actually would not only reclaim energy independence, but in, in 2006, America lost our position as the leading 
energy producer on earth. I believe in the next 10 years with the right policies and an experienced leadership in the White House, we can reclaim our role as the leading energy producer on earth, and that'll grow the American economy for generations to come. Um, Governor Haley, reaction to that, please. The first who's leading an energy state that I answered the energy question. No, uh, Governor Haley. So, you know, the first thing I'll say is what I saw at the United Nations is national sec energy security is national security. We need a president that understands we have to partner with our producers and make sure that they, we have their backs. What you don't need is a president who is against energy independence. Ron DeSantis is against fracking. He's against drilling. He's been against. You did it. Every He always talks about what happens on day one. You better watch out because what happens on day two is when you're in trouble. Day two in Florida, you banned fracking, you banned <laughs> offshore drilling, you did true. it on federal lands, and you took green subsidies that you didn't have to take. That's so, as you would mention, you have the right to respond two. 30 seconds. Yeah. I just did a plan out in West Texas for American energy dominance. We're going to choose Midland over Moscow. We're going to choose the Marcellus over the Mullahs, and we're going to choose Bakken over Beijing, and we are going to lower your gas prices. We are going to get that job done because it's important for our national security. It's important for jobs, and that's one of the best ways to drive down inflation. Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, this question is for you. Our, our voters enacted a constitutional you amendment banned it before that they doesn't voted. allow, no, it's not true. You they, banned it before no, they voted, and not you're, only that, you're not, you're not, you're, they didn't she, vote she, on She's totally wrong. They voted it in. That's what we did. Onshore, we do do it in Florida. We don't have as much as maybe West Texas, but we do it. But that was a constitutional So that's just wrong. And let's just get real here. My plan will get the job done. You we are going to be energy dominant, and that's what's going to happen. We are moving on with this question for Governor DeSantis. Second, Governor, the only the, excuse me, we cannot talk over each other. We must respect each other's time. My apologies for that. I'm ready, Stuart. Governor DeSantis, this is your question. The Biden administration is hell-bent on student loan forgiveness, but you say colleges should be on the hook when graduates cannot pay their debt. How does that address the cost of college, how does that, the cost of college itself? Because the colleges are gonna to have to make a decision. Do we offer, do we expand the gender studies department? Knowing some of those graduates may not have great uh, learning opportunities, no. They're gonna focus on the things that really matter. They're gonna make different choices. They're gonna to try to graduate people in four years. I also just wanna come back to oh, something. Oh, let's make fun of people with a gender degree. The 9-11 memorial with the families, my wife and I are invited. It's very touching to be there. And it affected my life because I ended up joining the military as a result of that. Um, I've been a blue-collar kid, minimum wage in Dunedin, Florida. I ended up getting through Yale and Harvard Law School and somehow came out more conservative than when I went in. And that is not easy to do. Had a lot of opportunities to, to make money, but I wanted to serve. And I'll never forget coming back on the plane from Iraq. Uh, landing in Coronado, California, North Island, and feeling that breeze off the Pacific Ocean say, you know what, I am lucky to have been born an American. And I think being able to serve, and I'll be the first president elected since 1988 who's actually served uh, overseas in a war. I think that's going to help me as commander in chief to know how you see these issues and understand that there are real lives at stake for people that wear the uniform. And we know that Governor Haley's husband is serving right now as well, and we thank him for that. Uh, Senator Scott, the national debt has nearly doubled in your time in office. The approval rate for Congress is at a mere 19%. If this were a business, 
you'd probably all be fired in Washington, but you're here tonight looking for a promotion. In 2013, Governor Haley hired you for the Senate. I'd like you to tell her why you should be promoted to CEO of the nation instead of her. Certainly. One of the things I'd say is if you look at our national debt of $33 trillion, I would love to have an opportunity to have this country pass a balanced budget amendment. That would constrain the spending in Washington in the same fashion that it does in every state in our nation. Number one. Number two, if you want to actually reduce our national debt, you have to grow our economy. In order to grow our economy, you need to create about 10 million jobs to grow our economy at 5%. You can do that in three specific sectors. Number one, the energy sector. We could create between three and three and a half million jobs if we unleashed all of our energy resources. America is the most, we're the richest country. If you combine coal, gas, and oil, why not unleash all of our resources? Number two, we've lost 100,000 factories, 100,000 factories in the last 25 years. If we continued on my Made in America plan, we could bring jobs back to America in a similar fashion. He's supposed to be telling her why he will be the president. And jobs act. We actually lowered the corporate tax from 35% to 21%, reshored or repatriated $1.7 trillion. We brought the unemployment rates for African-Americans, Hispanics, and Asians to the lowest level in the history of the country and a 70-year low for women. Governor Haley, would you think you, you think you would well, start the promotion? All, I, think, I, I appreciate Tim. We've known each other a long time, but he's been there 12 years, and he hasn't done any of that. He well, hasn't. They've only given... Four budgets uh, on time in 40 years. He's jobs part of that. Biggest, the he increased the national debt. In he voted for the spending. You voted he has made sure that the border is open. He asked for a gas tax increase in South Carolina. 12 years. Where have you been? Where I voted no on most of the things. Notice she let him speak and he interrupted her. Find interesting. Ron, Ron, let me finish. Guys have said here's the thing, fact, and I appreciate a lot of the things they're saying. Nikki I'm Haley. the only one up here who's gotten in the big fights and has delivered big victories for the people of Florida, and that's what it's all about. You can always talk, but when when it gets hot in there, when they're shooting arrows at you, are you going to be stand up for parents' rights? Did he say arrows? Free? Are you going to be able to do all those things? And in the state of Florida, oh. arrows? That's I thought I was tripping. Yeah, yeah, I heard that fights we have turned our state into a republican state people respond to leadership i've done it while others have talked about, about it CEO, we actually have a ceo oh, the line my is, one, I think we need, if i may if i may just briefly interject here we need zero-based budgeting that's the way businesses are actually run start with zero as the baseline for the budget and then see what's actually necessary there isn't a blue state or a red state in this union that does it. The federal government doesn't do it. But successful companies, including the ones that I've built as a CEO, will do it. I think we need a CEO in the White House to get that done. Bergam runs a state that way. Yes, go ahead. You didn't ask the only guy that's been in tech. You have energy questions. You don't ask anything. But I'm just going to say right now, when you say nobody else has done it, the energy plans that have all been announced in the last month by these other folks on stage, we're already doing it in North Dakota. The border plans are already talking about, we've got troops down at the border, flying helicopter missions from North Dakota, from San Diego to the Gulf Coast. 
trying to stop transnational criminal organizations from inflicting the invasion and the mass casualties in our state. And on the energy policy, we're already doing it. It's not saying when nobody else done the big fights, North Dakota was leading the charge. We won the battle to get the Biden administration who was ignoring the law. They were the first administration since Truman that wasn't holding the quarterly required lease sales. And we won that in federal court. WOTUS, we won that in federal court. We're fighting the Biden administration on 20 fronts. To say that nobody's fighting the big fights, just look at the record of what we're doing right now. Energy, economy, national security, I've been talking about it since day one, and now finally, good, we're having the conversation about it, but we've got the answer Governor, in North Dakota. Governor Bergam, let's talk big government. This, this question's for you. Big government keeps getting bigger. One-fifth of all new jobs this year have been created by the government. Governor Bergam, you say you want to shrink the size of government. But it has been a century since any president has done that. Why would you be any different? Well, because we've do, we've doing we've done it in North Dakota. When I took office, we shrunk the state budget general fund by 27% in the first four months I was office, and we all the trains still running on time. Why? Because you had a business leader that was actually there. Inside of every government job, there's 10 or 20% of mind-numbing, soul-sucking work that even the state and federal employees don't want to do, and you can engineer that work out of the job. That would free up right there, 20% of 2 million civilian employees. And by the way, we've got 10 million jobs open. They'd have plenty to do, and they could be in generating taxes instead of being paid by taxes. This is totally possible to do it if you have somebody that understands that having worked in technology for 30 years, everything we had to do was to be better, faster, and cheaper the next day. That's what we can do right. in government. That's what we're doing in North Dakota. All right. Governor DeSantis. I want to ask you about something that I think is on a lot of Republicans' minds. This election could come down to less than 50,000 votes in three states. Abortion was on the ballot in six states in 2022. Republicans lost all of them. Next year, abortion will likely be on the ballot in Arizona. That is a must-win state. Governor DeSantis, how are you going to win over independent, pro-choice voters in Arizona? Same way we did in Florida. We won the greatest Republican victory in a governor's race in the history of the state, over 1.5 million votes. We were winning places like Miami-Dade County, Palm Beach, that nobody thought was possible uh, because we were leading with purpose and conviction. I reject this idea that pro-lifers are to blame for midterm defeats. I think there's other reasons for that. Uh, the former president, um, you know, he's missing in action tonight. He's had a lot to say about that. He should be here explaining his comments to try to say that pro-life protections are somehow a terrible thing. I want him to look into the eyes and tell people who've been fighting this fight for a long time. I was at, my wife and I uh, earlier today were at the gravesite of President Mrs. Reagan, and I noticed that um, there was a quote where it says, Every single person has purpose and worth. We're better off when everybody counts. And I think we should stand for what we believe in. I think we should hold the Democrats accountable for their extremism, supporting abortion all the way up until the moment of birth. That is infanticide and that is wrong. Governor Christie. Governor Christie, do you think that Republicans... Yes, okay, Governor Christie, do you think that Republicans can do that in Arizona if this referendum is on the ballot there? Yeah, because I did it in New Jersey. 
Dana. You know, it's... Then why are all these other states losing? Well, because they don't have leaders in those states who are leading the fight the way it should be led. And, and in fact is, look, I, I was a governor here of the only blue state that's represented up here. This is where the fight is really tough for Republicans. And those are the states that we're going to have to try to win if we're going to win the White House back. And what we did is 14 times, Dana, in eight years, I vetoed Planned Parenthood funding. 14 times. No one else gets it that much. The Democrats just kept sending it to me, and I kept saying no because I believe in life, but I also believe in states' rights. And I think we fought hard against Roe versus Wade for decades to say that states should make these decisions. So we're going to have those fights in the states. But what you need is a leader who can talk to people and make them understand that if you're pro-life, you have to be pro-life for the entire life not just the nine months in the womb. And we talked a lot about fentanyl tonight, and we haven't spoken one moment about treatment. But we need to make sure that for the drug-addicted 16-year-old on the floor of the county lockup, her life is precious too. And we need to be providing treatment to cure this as a disease that it is. If you're pro-life, you gotta be pro-life for the entire life. We start talking like that. Oh. I did in the blue state, which was get reelected with 61% of the vote and won 70% And keep your abortion. And 51% <laughs> of Latinos because I told them the truth from my heart. Thank you. Vice President Pence. I just want to point out, New Jersey has abortion. Percent of Latino voters think the Republican Party doesn't care about or is being hostile toward them, the Hispanic community. Only Governor DeSantis has translated his campaign into Spanish. How will you reach out to Latino voters? Well, I, I promise you that we're going to continue to build bridges to every community in this country. And I'm incredibly proud of that tax cut and tax reform bill. I worked on Capitol Hill to help get that bill passed into law, the largest tax cut in American history. We saw literally the lowest unemployment ever recorded for Hispanic Americans, lowest unemployment ever recorded for African Americans, 50-year low for women. So I think the president of the United States States needs to be a champion for the American dream for every American. It begins with the unborn and the aging and the infirm. And it begins with every ethnic group in this country. And I promise you, if I'm president of the United States, I'll be a champion. I'll be a champion for the American dream for Hispanic Americans and for every American. So help me God. I'll be a champion. What yes. the fuck does that mean? Means I'm not translating my fucking website. <laughs> it's the best way to get the job done. If you look at my office in the Senate, my chief of staff is the only Hispanic female chief of staff in the Senate. I hired her because she was the best. See, I was waiting for the moment to tell people she was the only Hispanic female. Who lead by example. And I will simply say, I would love to finish my conversation with Nikki as it relates token, to the job. Token, token. Nikki offered a 10% 10 cent gas tax increase in South Carolina. Talk about someone who has never seen a federal dollar she doesn't like. 10 cents on this gallon in South Carolina as the UN ambassador. You literally Bring it, put $50,000 on curtains and a $15 million subsidized location. Next.
Uh, bad information. First of all, I fought the gas tax in South Carolina multiple times against the just establishment. Go, just, just go to YouTube. Against the establishment. When they wouldn't pass the gas tax, the establishment and the companies wanted me to do it so much that I said the only way I will Here's what you have to do. All you, have three, all you have to do is go watch Nikki Haley on YouTube. Yes. If you will give me three times the deduction and in income tax, then I will look at your gas so you tax. Yes, bingo. <laughs> on the fifth million, nice part. Secondly, on the uh, curtains, do you yes. want more ten? Because Obama bought those curtains. Did you send them back? It's in the. Did you see how few? So that there's only one hundred and thirty-one thousand people watching now. They they can't handle it. Yeah, it literally fell to like below half, like a third, basically. This is not making any fucking sense. He spent too much money on furniture, which we acknowledge he shouldn't do. Not intend to go ahead like this. In fact, we're about to take a commercial break. We'll have more of the second Republican debate live. You have indicated that you're dropping out. So, which one of you on stage tonight should be voted off the island? Voted off the above. to write your choice on a notepad in front of you. Fifteen seconds, starting out of the people on the stage. Are you who serious? should be? I'm absolutely serious. With all due respect, I mean we're here. Like we're, here. we're happy to debate. Sean, but I think that that's disrespectful to my fellow competitors. Nobody wants to. Yeah. Nobody wants to some questions. Talk about the future of the country. This. Oh my God. This is entertainment. This is entertainment. This is not education path yes governor desantis in order to try to beat president trump who has a commanding and enduring lead in this race so polls don't elect presidents voters elect presidents right. and we're going to take the case of the people in these early states we're going to do it in a state-by-state -state direction and why because as reagan said in his day this is our time for choosing we are not getting a mulligan on the 2024 election republicans have lost three straight elections in a row. We were supposed to have a red wave with inflation at 9%, it crashed and burned. Not in Florida, it didn't. We delivered it in Florida. And so we've got to choose right, we've got to win, and we need somebody that's gonna be able to serve two terms. So in January of 2023, they'll be able to address the nation saying, we turned the economy around, we secured the border, and we fended off the threat from communist China. As your president, I will get that job done. Uh, Governor Christie, I believe I did see you write something. Governor Christie, I believe, excuse me, Governor Christie, I believe I did see you write something on the card. No, no, but I'll certainly tell you. Okay. Yeah. Look, I think I've been the only one in the stage who's been clear about this. I vote Donald Trump off the island right now. And the reason I vote him off the island, and there were and, but, any of the, no, the people no, on the stage, you know what? every person on this stage has shown the respect for Republican voters to come here to express their views honestly, candidly, and directly, and to take your questions honestly. I have respect for every man and woman on this stage because they've done it. Vivek, put your hand down for a second, would you? Um, I knew you were going to say something negative about Vivek. Still got time, dude. So, so chill out. Um, here, look. This guy has not only divided our party, he's divided families all over this country. He's divided friends yeah, all over. Ice. I 
spoken to people, and I know everyone No, it's that. racism and white supremacy. And this country was never united. And can't have a conversation anymore if they disagree with Donald Trump. He needs to be pulled off the island, and he needs to be taken out of this process. Can we get debate 15 seconds? What? People are just yelling. Was an excellent president. But the America First agenda does not belong to one man. It does not belong to Donald Trump. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you, the people of this country. And the Our America. This country and take the America First. Oh, Jasmine Sherman, 2024. <laughs> we rallied behind the cry to make America great again. We did not just hunger for a single man. We hungered for the unapologetic Mr. pursuit Brown of excellence. So yes, I will, I will respect off. Donald Trump and his legacy because it's yeah. the right thing to do. But we will yeah. unite this country to take the America First agenda to the next level, and, and that will take a that, different that, generation. That, that, does does it, I repeat, that does it for the second Republican primary debate live for the Ronald Reagan presidential library. That was a shit show. Oh, that was a shit show. Is it over? That was that was a shit show. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I was. It was what it was. <laughs> Yo, people left. I laughed. I was so dedicated. Um, I was like, I promised. I was gonna stay. I got the spoons. I'm just gonna suffer. I appreciate you suffering. I do. <laughs> I'm laughing because people people will post messages in the chat, and I've said a thousand times. I don't know what y'all are going to say in there, so I don't open it. So I have no idea what anybody was saying in this shit. But for anybody who did stay and watch through all of this, thank you for joining the Daily Dump. We'll be back to some type of normalcy for us tomorrow. Peace, love, and air grease. Yeah. I hate when people do that, though. They write it in this chat, and I'll never see it. This is all you, Kodiak, though. Why? <laughs> It you you're the person that was writing. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you're good. All right, though. Have a good night, you guys. All right. Good night. Bye.